Hey, y'all, and welcome. You're listening to the Cowgirl Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Dakota Dawn Johnson, small town cowgirl with Southern roots, blazing a trail as a Midwest ranch wife, mama, and businesswoman. The mission of Cowgirl Confessions is to share the wonderfully wild and Western life stories of cowgirls from all walks of life. We'll talk about the highs, the lows, and everything in between when it comes to navigating careers, cowboys, kids, and cattle. Legendary cowgirl Dell Evans said it best, cowgirl is a pioneer spirit, a special brand of American courage. The cowgirl faces life head on, lives by her own lights, and makes no excuses. Cowgirls take stands, they speak up, they defend the things they hold dear. A cowgirl might be a rancher, a barrel racer, a bull rider, or an actress, but she's just as likely to be a checker at the local Winn-Dixie, a full-time mother, a banker, an attorney, or an astronaut. If you're into wet saddle blankets, talks with God, buckets full of laughter, and the life lessons learned in the process, kick off your boots and settle in. I pray these stories encourage, empower, and give you just the leg up you need. Here's to embracing the cowgirl state of mind. No matter how wild and Western life may get along the way. Good morning, y'all. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Cowgirl Confessions podcast. I am just in the best dadgum mood because I have a really good friend um, joining us today, Cadre Parkman from Raymer, Alabama. Y'all, Kadra has been a friend of mine for a very long time, super important woman in my life. And, you know, she's a wife, she's a rodeo mom, a businesswoman. She is an associate broker for Wallace and Moody Realty and, and a sister in Christ. And so I just can't wait for y'all to get to know her better today throughout this podcast. And um, Kadra, thank you for being here. Thanks for inviting me on. I was excited. I'm excited about being here. Yes, me too. And y'all, Kadra is one of the first people that when I kind of came up with this idea that I wanted to do a podcast, you know, I put this text message together and sent it to about 10 people and she was one of those 10 and she's always been the kind of friend that'll give me that straight talk, but will encourage me and just be like, do it. I'm, I'm on board. Tell me when we're going to record. So um, this has been a long time coming, us getting to record this episode and um yeah, I just, I can't thank you enough, Kadra, for always being that that friend in my corner, no matter how wild and crazy my ideas may seem sometimes. Well, I am just, I'm honored to be here, and I'm honored to be your friend, and um, I love being a cheerleader for you. Um, you are, you're brilliant, and, and so any idea you have, I'm going to support you 110%, so glad to be here. Thank you so, so much. Um, Okay, Kadra, you have a beautiful family, a successful business, and obviously people can tell by now I absolutely adore you and your family, but life, life is anything but boring right now for you these days. You're in just kind of the thick of it, and um, I hate to say just busy, but, but that, I feel like that's probably what it is for you. It's just a very, very busy chapter, but a really good chapter that you're in right now, so could you share with the listeners a little more about you, your family, and what this season of life looks like right now? Uh, absolutely. I, I just celebrated 22 years being married to my sweetheart, Brendan. Uh, we met when I was 
just 20, right? Just right there at 20 and um, got married. We, uh, we dated nine months and then we were engaged for nine months. And it was almost like I closed my eyes and went to sleep. And here we are 22 years later with a lot of life in between. But when I'm looking back, I'm like, man, those years went quick. But we have four children. Um, I have two bonus babies and, um, and then two of our own together. And their ages range from 12 to, gosh, what is Coda now? 27, 28. I really need to do the math on that. <laughs> and I'm also a grandmother. I'm a 43-year-old grandmother, the two of the most precious little boys. They are so busy and so much fun. Um, I'm enjoying getting to watch our oldest daughter become a mom and raise them. And it's just, you know, not only that, but then having, you know, the younger two that are super busy right now, um, you know, both still in school, they both rodeo. I think we're in about four associations right now. So between, you know, rodeo every weekend, my husband's running a, you know, a cattle business. I'm in real estate. Of course, this is the spring market and uh, the real estate market's just, there's no better way to say, but it's off the chain. And it has really been since this time last year, it hasn't really been a lull, but so we, we've got a lot going on. It's, it's a, it's fun. And I, every day I just, I thank the Lord for giving us the blessings of being busy, but also, um, right now we're all healthy. We're all safe. Um, you know, we're, we're just really in a good place and we, we try not to take any day for granted. So I, I enjoy the busyness and I, and I do see one day that I'll be able to sit on my front porch and just watch the cars go by. I know that's going to happen <laughs> at some point. So, um, just enjoying this time right now. Yeah. And I feel like when you're entering that chapter, I'm going to be closer to, you know, in the chapter you're in right now. And so, oh, yeah when I, when I send you the text messages of like, Oh girl, pray for me. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. You know, you're going to be that voice of, of wisdom and reassurance. Like it's coming and don't, it's, don't wish it by. Do not wish it by. Exactly. And that's what I keep telling myself. Um, we invested in a, uh, something that helps us travel a little more comfortable these days. So when, you know, we're traveling, uh, with the kids, Britt and I look at each other and we're like, we don't ever want to forget these days. Like we're just trying to soak it all in, you know, even where you are in the tiny stage, you're, you're in, woo, you're, I know where you're at and <laughs> those are hard times. And my friends with little ones like yours, I say, you know, when you're rocking them at night and you know, you're up in the middle of the night sometimes and you're like, child, would you just please go to sleep? sit there, just take a deep breath and just thank you, Lord, for giving me this time to hold this sweet baby, this sweet, healthy child. And, um, you know, enjoy every season. That's what I, I say. I just try to enjoy every season. I get frustrated sometimes, but you just have to stop and just breathe and just say, thank you, Lord. Mm, so good. And so well said, Kadra. Um, you, you have always, for as long as I've known you, you've had such a gift with being able to 
connect well with people and, and work well with others. And I've watched you do that, you know, in, in your family, um, you know, with, with all the kids, I've watched you do it and um, we've worked together um, and, you know, as a manager and a boss and, um, you know, in our, your Bunko group with your lady uh, ministry friends. And so I just, um, I'm, I'd really like for us to kind of go, go back a little bit. And if you could share just, you know, where you feel like that, that skill set to just really connect well with others, where, where that kind of came from um, over the years. And I, I feel like so much of it, it, you know, it's just something God planted in you, but you have refined that skill. And I know that, I know that's an asset to what you're doing now, um, you know, in the real estate world, but I've, I've gotten to watch firsthand um, just what a difference, you know, it makes and, and really and truly just tried to model after you, you know, in my own life and, and business and everything doing that. So um, take us back to kind of what it looked like growing up and some of those jobs you've had leading up to now. Um, I agree. I think, I think being able to relate to people um, and connect with people is something that you know, God blessed me with, but I also feel like it comes from a point of, um, compassion and trying to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and, um, kind of understanding where they're coming from that helps connect with people. Um, everybody's different. And I think that it is, uh, a lot of times just trying to understand them. I, I, I love people. I love being around people. I love meeting new people. And um, I don't know. I think maybe that, maybe it also comes from how I was raised. My, my parents don't really meet a stranger. Um, they don't, you know, I, I didn't come from much. Uh, my mom was in the military. She, I was uh, basically they divorced when I was real young. So I was raised by a single mom 90% of the time. Um, and then grandparents had a lot of people around me bringing me up. It was kind of a community thing, you know, within my church and my, you know, family friends raising me. And I think those experiences too, um, maybe helped me along the way of, of my being able to connect with people on different levels. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you just have such a, such a gift of being able to make people feel like they're the most important person in the room, you know, when, when you connect with them and talk with them. And um, I've, I've been blessed enough to meet, you know, um, your, your family and without a doubt, I'm sure they all played a really big role in planting that seed early on. And then um the jobs that you've had kind of along the way leading up to where you're in real estate now, um, you and I got to work together at uh, your deli and bakery called Sweet Peas. And we'll talk more about that kind of business venture and journey in a minute. But what were some of the different um, places that you worked over the years? Well, uh, right out of Right out of high school, I worked for uh, a company in Montgomery called Jim Wilson and Associates. They were big developers here and really all over the Southeast, building malls and uh, places like that. And there, I was only there maybe a year, if that. But 
I feel like with every job, every role I've been in, I've taken away something. And in that company in particular, uh, the man that owned the company, Jim Wilson Jr., was uh, a philanthropist. He um, treated all of his employees, whether you were the switchboard operator, which is what I was, or, you know, the man that was putting the leases together on these big, big malls. Uh, or the, the, the attorney within the company or the CPA within the company, he treated everybody the same. Uh, th this is a company that had suede walls and people would come in and brush the walls once a week or water the plants. Somebody was just there specifically to water the plants, but he treated everybody the same. And he was so good to all of us. And at that point, I learned that if you're running a company, the best thing you can do is treat all of your employees the same, you know, love them, have compassion towards them. You still have to guide and, and, and kind of drive the bus on that company. But if you didn't have all the other workers or all the other people there supporting your company, then you would be nowhere. So I think when it came to sweet peas, it was important to me. I mean, I was, I was in that kitchen. I was cooking. I was baking. I was down in the trenches. And, and looking back now, I feel like maybe I wouldn't have gotten so overwhelmed in that company if I could have, you know, kind of stepped away a little bit and, and hired and filled in those positions. But I'm, I'm really a team player and, and I want it to be there. You know what I mean? I want it to be in the trenches with people. Um, but from my very first job, that's one of the things I took away is, you know, how to treat employees, um, because without them, your company's, your company's nowhere, you know, it's not going anywhere. And, and then after that, I uh, was really busy in school and stuff, college. So I worked part-time in the summers at a little pool place. My best friend's mom ran a pool place in town and there I think maybe I picked up a lot of communication skills because I was dealing with the public, you know, people coming in, you know, get their water tested for their pool. It's, it's a funny story, but that's actually how I met my husband and was through a customer there. And, uh, but I worked with a sweet lady. She had the best personality and we just had the, we just had so much fun. And so I think from that job, I took away communication skills and dealing with the public which now in hindsight, I see with what I'm doing in real estate, how, you know, how that's influenced, how that influenced me to be a better person in my, you know, being able to communicate with people. Uh, in real estate, I kind of started out working with people that I knew, families, friends, you know, my sphere of influence, but it's really grown. And so now, you know, I work with people that I have no idea who they are. So, the skills that I learned just at that little pool place in the summer times has been huge. You know, that, that, that was a huge thing for me. Um, and then, you know, I, we got married after college, I got married, started having babies, raising a family. We started sweet peas. That in itself was a whole nother thing. I mean, <laughs> if you've never worked before, open up a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out real quick, like, how hard that is. Uh, it's a lot of hard work. It's, uh, I loved every second of it, but honestly, it really took away from family, family life, 
And that I think I struggled with more than anything because I had been, you know, really a stay at home mom for so many years. I mean, other than helping my husband keep books or whatever at the cattle company for him, um, I was pretty much, you know, there with, with my children. And then once we started the restaurant, I, you know, had to pass off duties, you know, to a sitter or, or, you know, family helping me raise my children. And, and I was so grateful for that time and opportunity, but after several years of running the restaurant, it was, it was just too much. Honestly, I just, Britt and I, I think we were both feeling it and, we sat down one day together and just said, you know, what's really important, you know, it's not about having a successful business. It's not about the money it's making. Really. It's about our family. Cause we know that our children are a gift and, you know, we only have them for a short time in our care. I mean, Lord, I pray that my children outlive me, but what I'm saying is, we knew they would only be in our care for a short time. And it was important for us to be home. It was important for me to be home and um, to guide and grow them and basically not pay somebody else to raise my children. And, you know, I know there's situations in life where people aren't afforded that opportunity. You know, I was, I was a daycare kid my entire life. Um, my mama dropped me off at seven o'clock in the morning and picked me up at five 30. I mean, I lived that life and nothing's wrong with it. I mean, I feel like I turned out okay, but my heart at this time, I want it to be at home with my children. And so, um, we shut that chapter down. We shut sweet peas down and we walked away from that. And honestly, I, I don't regret it one bit. I mean, there's some days, within the first year or two after we closed, I felt like, gosh, we could have pushed through. Maybe I could have pushed off some of my duties to somebody else where I wouldn't have felt, you know, so overwhelmed. And, but I think the Lord brought that into our life at, you know, the perfect time. And then he allowed us to step away at the perfect time. Um, so here we are today. <laughs> You know, we're still in cattle. Cattle's never changed for us. The cattle business, you know, it's, it, it, you know, we, we all through the years, we've always, my husband and his family have always been in the cattle business. But uh, the last couple of years, I got my real estate license and I am afforded the opportunity to be able to do that, you know, as, as I want to, um, which has been really nice. So like today, um, we're expecting storms coming through. So I was able just to kind of, you know, hang out with the kids for, you know, a few hours before having to do some book work, but, um, I love it. I love every second of it. It just makes, it just makes my heart just smile, you know, and, and it's making me smile. Um, just hearing you share, share all of it. And I'm, I'm so proud of you and, and so proud of Brendan and, what, what you walk through and it's, I want to go back to the sweet peas, um, portion because that, that was a big chapter of, of our time together. And, um, like you said, you know, there's, there's probably been times where you've looked back and thought, well, I mean, not question that chapter, but maybe how it kind of all played out. And I just got to tell you, like, I'm so thankful that y'all decided to have that business venture for that time period. Cause it was a, it was a huge blessing in my life. 
um, you know, when I got to be a part of it. And honestly, one of the coolest things whenever, you know, I have that on my resume and, and get to talk about being a part of that. And one of the neatest marketing experiences I ever got to be a part of as well with literally a pink cow that would stop traffic <laughs> on Highway 231. And I got to tell you, when, when you talk about that in an interview, it, nobody else can say that in their interview, honey. So it's, it's a uh, pretty neat. And, um, you know, you mentioned you spent a lot of time in the kitchen and, you know, there was not a job that you or Brendan, um, or your kids or everybody would pitch in and do everything from mopping the floors to making the chicken salad, to cleaning the bathrooms. It didn't matter. Um, oh, you know, I, you remember Brendan's motto. If you have time to lean, you have time to clean. <laughs> Jill says that to this day. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was a clean deli and bakery. Let me tell you, um, you got time to lean, got time to clean. Uh, oh, Brendan, um, yeah. goodness gracious, uh, y'all were just you know so much fun, and I got to enjoy the benefits of you learning those things at your previous jobs. You know, um, getting to work day in and day out with you guys and. Kadra, let's talk a little bit about kind of how the decision to to even open Sweet Peas kind of came to be because you were so creative and talented in so many ways. I mean, you can cook, you can tell stories. I mean, you're you're just like hostess of the mostest in my eyes. So um, how did the Sweet Peas dream kind of kind of uh, begin? I tell you, sometimes creative creativity can it, it can either be really grand or it can be a curse because I feel like my brain is in overdrive all the time um, and just trying to funnel that and pick mm -hmm. one thing, Kadra, just pick one thing. <laughs> I have a hard time doing that. But Sweet Peas came to fruition because I was at home. I was uh, baking uh, cookies and cupcakes and I'd started doing these hand-painted cookies and just kind of posted on Facebook, you know, a few little things I was doing. And of course, then that led into orders and people wanting me to make you know, hand-painted cookies for them. And then that kind of blossomed out of my home. And it was a, it was a lot and with a little oven, a little electric oven that could only put two sheet pans, maybe a, you know, maybe a dozen to two dozen cookies at a time. And, you know, I would, I would, uh, bake these cookies during the day and then you know flooding and painting hand-painted cookies I mean that's a pretty time-consuming process so I would get the kids in bed and get them you know in bed at night and then I would really start working at probably you know nine o'clock at night and work through the night and then get back up and do it all over again so uh, we decided to open up just a real small little bakery deli thing. We just really wanted to capture the traffic going back and forth on 231 to the beach and in the summer times. Well, you know how things go. Your your dream just gets, keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and then a pink cow shows up one day and I'll never forget one of the girls in the back in the kitchen. Do you remember Kaysen that worked? Oh, yeah. With us? yeah. I love my love sweet Kaysen. She hollered out the door one day, Mr. B, put the cow up, put the cow up. <laughs> because anytime the cow was out, the place was just buzzing. And it was so much at one point that the kitchen couldn't keep up with it. So she was like, go put the cow up. <laughs> Sweet Pea was a heifer that Brendan just took off a load that came in from a stockyard one day. So the pink cow came to mind because we were trying to come up with a catch for 
the, the, the logo, the brand. And we knew we wanted to revolve around the cow, kind of tie the, tie the cow into it. And we were riding down the road and Rayleigh was in the back seat. I mean, she was still in the car seat at this time, maybe two or three. And we, I'll never forget, we were going down Woodley Road and we passed my in-laws place and Rayleigh goes, pink cow, mama, it's pink cow. You know, everything was pink in her world back then. And it was like a light bulb just came off. And I was like, that's it, a pink cow, sweet pea, a pink cow. And, and all I had to do was mention it to Brendan. He was on a mad mission to find this, you know, perfect cow to make pink. So one day out of the blue, off of a, you know, truck that just came in from a stockyard was this beautiful Charlay heifer. And I'm not kidding you. They ran her down the alley and she was just so docile, just so easy. He basically had a halter on her that afternoon and throws her in the stock trailer, brings her to the house in the backyard. And we're literally sitting on the back porch. She's in the swing holding this little Charlay calf. I mean, she, she's probably 250 300 pounds and when I say calf I mean not big enough you could put in the back of your pickup truck but I mean she's big enough but it was just the craziest thing I mean who halter breaks a calf off of a load from a stockyard that Parkman does right yes and then you know a week she's dyed pink and there she is there's sweet pea in all her glory so we watch her grow you know through the years of having sweet peas and they would groom her and love her and I mean she literally stayed in our backyard all those years and um, on the weekends we'd get her all dolled up and bring her up to the restaurant and basically stop traffic is what we would do I, I'll never forget Brendan saying one day he was out there holding her by the you know up there close to the end of the road and he said all of a sudden this BMW he saw this woman like it was like I could just see her head just <laughs> turn just what you know you could just see everybody's reaction and all of a sudden she busts off in the median does a u-turn now in a bmw in the center of 231 in the median and flies up the hill to come see this pink cow i mean it was the craziest thing craziest. Oh, man. so if anybody said- wants to build a business build it on a pink cow <laughs> <laughs> it'll work it has proven it'll work It'll yes. work. And she's still with us. She, we, we, uh, once we closed the business down, we just turned her out and she's, she's one of our brood cows now. She's out at the old place. So even sometimes when you call her, she'll pick that head up like, are you calling me? You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, through, through getting to work side by side with you guys there and that whole sweet peas experience what it taught me is that no matter what you're doing, it doesn't matter if somebody's coming to buy a sandwich from you um, or how, how they decide to choose you to be there that day, you need to give them an experience. And that's what we offered at Sweet Peas. You know, on, outside of Sweet Peas, the pink cow, um, when people walk through that door, I mean, that was just something that you guys ingrained in us. Like, make this an experience for them. And I've, you know, I'm so thankful for that chapter because I, while I had grown up, you know, in the restaurant business and um, it was a different take on it. And so it just really helped me refine my people's skills. And, um, 
you know, working, working with the public as well. And then you were so gracious because I know it wasn't easy at the time, but you basically, you know, kind of gave me not only permission, but that push. And I know it put y'all in a bind, but, you know, I took two weeks vacation to go out to Oklahoma during the summer, went to some rodeos with my little brother. And then I called you and said, Kadra, I, you know, you knew it had been on my heart to, to move back out that way, but I wasn't really sure how I was going to do it. And, and an opportunity presented itself to where I could. And, um, and you didn't, you didn't tell me, you didn't discourage me. Um, yeah. Even though I know it was hard for you to say, okay, you're my right hand woman and you're about to leave me. Um, you, you encouraged me to go and pursue that. And um, so I'm just so incredibly grateful for that that experience we had together well I knew your talents way exceeded where you were and and if if the Lord opened up a door for you who would I be to shut it or to say no that's not right that's not what you should be doing yeah I would never want to uh, you know crush somebody's dreams or or, you know, roadblock the way that the Lord was preparing for you. And uh, you were a blessing to us at a time when we needed you most and the Lord provided you. And I knew that he would provide somebody else. It wasn't going to be easy in the transition, but he was going to provide somebody else. And I was just excited that you were going to go you were getting to spread your wings. I mean, I knew from the very first second I met you that, you know, what's that saying? You can have roots and wings. Mm -hmm. Your roots were here, but your wings were taking you somewhere else. And so I was honored to have you in our business for the time that we had you. I mean, you helped make our company better. I'll never forget the day you left. Um, and I, I preach this to my kids, leave things better than how you found it. I mean, you were making lists and you had sticky notes and th this needs to be done. This needs to be done. This has been done. I mean, you really, you, you set us up for success when you left. And I have been grateful for that. Um, and I've just enjoyed getting to watch you blossom. Well, and you know, another thing, thank you so much for that. I'm still that sticky note list maker, Lord help. There's <laughs> sticky notes everywhere, but um, just ask my husband. Um, yeah. But that's, that's another part that, you know, I don't even know if I've ever shared this with you, but watching, getting to work next to you and Brendan and watching you be a very driven businesswoman that obviously, you know, family and, you know, God and family first, but you're creative and you're driven and, and you want to, you know, have something that's yours too, working alongside your husband that has, you know, the cattle business and watching y'all navigate that, um, you know, turns out here a few years later, I'm, I'm in a very similar position that you're in being yeah. married to, you know, a man that loves cattle and is very passionate about the industry. And um, I, I learned just so much from kind of being a fly on the wall around you guys and watching watching how you encouraged Brendan when the market wasn't good or watching, you know, how he encouraged you um, when, when y'all had a really long night the night before and, and calves were out or something, but you still had to come to work and bake cookies for a catering yep. order. I mean, that I got to see all that firsthand. And um, so I guess, Kadrick, could you kind of share with, with all of us some of your 
just some of your best advice on when when you are married to somebody in the in the cattle business and and you're trying to build your own business as well um some things that you've learned well number one the first thing i learned was a cattleman's job is not nine to five don't expect your husband home at five o'clock to have dinner a sit-down dinner with you i learned that real quick like that was not going to be our life so i think being flexible is huge you know um the second thing I think is uh, if you're not a hard worker before you marry into a business like this, you become one real quick. Like you figure out that it's not one man's job. Everybody has to dive in and help. Uh, so those are two of the things that I learned really quick. Like, and I, I feel like I came from a hardworking family that was just ingrained into me. And um, so even in my real estate, there's a lot of times that Brendan has to say, honey, it, it's time to stop. You know, it's, it's just, it, it's time to stop. I, I just, I feel like I was put on this earth to do exactly what I'm doing right now. And um, so sometimes I have to rein myself in, but I hope that answers your question. You know, fl flexibility and um, hard work are two of the things that I really feel like have helped our relationship and understanding the way that each of us work. Yes, it absolutely answers. Um, and I, I too am, am learning and some days I lean into those better than others. You know, I feel like the hard working thing, that's something that is ingrained in both Tyler and I, but um, just remembering to, to be flexible and not being upset, you know, when every Saturday, just about, you know, he, he's going to the cow sale because that's, right. that's part of how he does his job. And, um, and, you know, we all make sacrifices, but I'm, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm, I'm thankful to get to live, you know, the life that we do and, and, and Hey, beef, it's what's for dinner and breakfast right. and lunch too. I mean, right. Um, right. And two, you know, it's seasons, you know, and I'll tell you this, you know, that might be his thing that he's doing now, but who knows in 10 or 15 years, you know, Brendan worked, uh, he was in a sale barn, you know, four or five days a week for the first probably 10 or 12 years we were married, maybe even longer than that. I can't remember, but uh, he traveled. So he was gone, literally got up on Monday, went to a sale, would come home Tuesday, would leave and then wouldn't come home until Thursday. I work a sale Thursday and then come home. So, uh, you know, I did a lot of the raising of the kids by myself for a long time. And I thought it would always be that way. But then once sweet peas happened, and honestly, I feel like that was probably one of the reasons why the Lord put sweet peas in our path, not only to bless the people we were working with. I, th I think a, a lot of the time sweet peas was there to bless others, not just me and Brendan. Mm -hmm. So, but it gave us a time. We were so busy there and he really needed to jump in there that he kind of pulled himself off the road and allowed somebody else to fill his boots there at the cow sale so that he could be between the barn and sweet peas, you know. Um, but we figured out that, you know, he could still provide and not be at that cow sale. And we never, we, we didn't think that it could happen that way. Cause he wasn't, you know, we're, we're in an order buying business. We also raise our own cattle, but it's just weird to think that we always thought that was the way we were going to work. He was going to work, but here we are, you know, sweet peas and after, and he doesn't even grace the door of a stockyard right now, 
which gives him a little more flexibility to go and do the things, you know, with the kids and that kind of thing. So that is one of the, the good things that did come out of Sweet Peas, I'll say. So just because your husband might not be there on Saturdays right now, there is hope. <laughs> Oh, yes. I'm like, there, there, there is hope. And um, I hope that, you know, as we transition into those seasons where Monroe and then um, McCray uh, eventually, you know, or hopefully whether it's baseball or junior rodeo or whatever, um, I know that we'll, we'll figure out some shifts to make all that happen. And yes. Um, Okay, Kadra, since you are like, I'm going to call you my real estate guru. um, Mm -hmm. Let's talk real estate. Yes, let's talk real estate because I feel like you said the market is good. It has been off the off the chain. And um, do you have, I guess, you know, if there's three to five kind of top tips for people, if you're looking to buy as well as looking to sell, like what advice could you give us? Okay. If you're looking to sell, these are my top three tips. If you're getting ready to sell your home, these are the things you can do to prepare your home. Declutter, deep clean, and put away your personal items. So when somebody's coming to look at your home, they want to come into a nice, clean, it doesn't even have to be the most beautifully decorated thing ever, but as long as it's clean, decluttered, and your personal items are away, they're going to, you know, as long as the layout and stuff works, they're going to like your home. Um, And I say put your personal items away because people want to walk inside of a home and feel like, that could be their home. They want to imagine them and their family living there, not necessarily seeing you and your family live there. So those are the three things I tell sellers when they're preparing their home to sell. For buyers right now, you cannot be picky. Just in our area, we're about 40% less in inventory than we were this time last year. So we have about half the amount of homes to sell and we have twice as many buyers. So every home I've listed in probably the last three weeks have gone into multiple offers within the first 24 hours. So people are literally fighting over homes. Uh, the, the, the market's great because rates are still low. They're starting to tick up a little bit, but I mean, we're still at, you know, you still get a 3%, whereas, you know, back at the end of the year, we were seeing in the twos in interest rates, but people are wanting to get settled before rates start, you know, hiking up. So uh, buyers, uh, what I tell buyers are go in and get pre-approved by a lender. That's number one. Don't even call your real estate agent until you are approved by a lender or talk to your real estate agent, get them to refer a lender, a good local lender, get approved, meaning what can you shop for? You know, what's your price range? The last thing we want to do is, is, shop for something that's too expensive because you're wasting your time, you're wasting your agent's time. We want to make sure you're in the price point that you want to be in. So talk to your agent, get referred to a local lender, um, and then see what you can be approved for. And then don't get your hopes set. You know, everybody wants to do a long, what's your wish list? You know, I say put them in the top five things that you want and be flexible because you're probably not going to find a place that checks off all five. And right now in this market, there's not a lot to choose from. So, um, you know, and then some people say, well, the market's so high right now. I mean, we have seen a lot of appreciation. Things are expensive. On the flip side of that is you're getting in on a really good interest rate. So if you put off buying six months to a year and rates have gone up, you're buying, you can't buy as much. You can't, you know, you're not going to be able to spend as much 
because your rates are gone up, your monthly, your monthly mortgage is going to be more. So I think it's important now within the next couple of months to go on. If you're thinking about moving in the next, you know, month to six months, go on and start trying to get something satcheled up. Those are my tips. Thank you I can talk so real estate all day long. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may just have to have a separate episode now that everybody's gotten to know you. Um, where you come on and we'll get some questions from the guests before we, we should oh, yeah. plan that for the future. Um, It'd be fun. I love talking about, you know, retail real estate. I love talking about investing in real estate. That's one thing I'm super passionate about. Um, that's how I started in my business was uh, buying foreclosures, remodeling them, flipping them, I would hold, I've got some that I've held on to as rental properties. So building passive income, those are things that I'm passionate about. And then just helping families buy and sell homes too. So real estate is a great pathway to build wealth and income for your family and gives you a little bit of flexibility too. So mm, I'd yeah, love we're, to we're definitely going to have to have another episode about this because I'm all about some passive income. Right? Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, it comes with headaches like everything does, but it, it, it far outweighs the headaches. Yes. Um, yeah. Kadra, I have so loved getting to catch up with you today. And um, I've got a couple of questions left to ask you that I ask everybody that comes on the show. Um, so what is the wildest thing you've ever had to fix on the fly with either baling wire, bungee cords, or duct tape? <laughs> um, I love me some duct tape. I'm going to tell you, I love some <laughs> duct tape, but bungee cords have probably been the, the best used product ever. And, and it's usually something on the farm I'm trying to mend with a bungee cord. So whether it be tying on you know the back gate to something or strapping on a tail light that's flopping in the wind I think bungee cords probably been or or hey you know tying down some sheetrock or two by fours I've picked up at Home Depot hanging out of the back of my Suburban <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah yeah that's probably that's my most used item Oh, I can't yeah. work the ratchet straps. You know, those are great too, but those get a little cumbersome. So I, oh, I, yeah. I love the bungee cord. Yes, yes. And, and and it always seems to give you just enough more. It's like you're almost right. there and you, you, can, you can get there with a bungee. You just got to- That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is my most favorite question to ask guests because I just love how, how the phrase cowgirl state of mind means so many different things depending on who you ask and so that's what this podcast is all about it's dedicated to encouraging women from all walks of life to embrace their cowgirl state of mind what does that phrase mean to you Kadra? I think the cowgirl state of mind is um, never giving up you know it's kind of always pushing through pushing through the hard times enjoying the good and the sweet times but just pushing through and, and taking everything that happens in life as, um, as a time for learning and growing. And sometimes we don't see what is happening in the moment, but being able to look back and say, oh, that's why that happened. You know, that's why 
that's where God put that in my path, that roadblock, or that's why he shut me down. That's why he told me to be still. I mean, I've literally have heard the audible voice of God one time, and not a lot of people can say that, but he, in a strong daddy voice said, be still. And that was after we shut sweet peas down. And, you know, I said, having a creative mind can be a curse. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm always trying, you know, it's just, I'm not always trying it just, you know, things come to my mind and I, and it's like, I have to tackle that. I have to do that. I have to do that. And it's usually in the middle of the night, you know, it wakes me up in the middle of the night, like, oh, this great idea. This is what I can do. This is how we can plan it. This is how we can execute the plan, you know? And I was working on that after we shut sweet peas down, you know, I said, he, he closed that chapter. Brent and I were both in agreements of closing that chapter, but then my brain was just on overdrive. Like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I was forgetting that he was closing that chapter because he wanted me, he wanted me home. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to be still. And, and, and I was, I was lying in bed one night and I was reading and Brendan was just, of course, asleep beside me. Mm-hmm. And God just said, be still. And I'm going to tell you, I sat up like a five-year-old child that had just been scolded by his mama (laughs) and it was okay. Yes, sir. I will be still. And so, and that's hard. That's hard. That's hard for somebody who enjoys working and doing and going and, um, just be still. I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but I feel like somebody probably needs to hear that today that I, I needed uh, to hear it. Um, I, and I'm sure there's somebody else listening, but I'm like, oh, when you talked about uh, feeling like a child that got scolded and needing to hear that and straighten it up saying, yes, sir. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I needed some of that today. Yeah. Um, well, this has been so much fun. Yes, it. I have loved it. Any chance that we can catch up is always a blessing to me, Kadra. And where can people go to connect with you, learn about real estate and just follow along with you and your beautiful family? I am on Instagram and I'm just Kadra Parkman or um, my website's kadraparkman.com and that's the real estate side. And, or you can DM me on Instagram and we can chat, talk. I'll share my phone number, whatever. Anytime I can encourage a lady and, in business or motherhood or your relationship with Jesus, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. So. Mm. Thank you again, friends. So good. Um, and I just hope you have the best day. You too. I've enjoyed it. Love you, girl. Love you. you for spending your time with me on the Cowgirl Confessions podcast. I'm so glad y'all stopped by. If you could take a moment to share this episode and tag us on social media, I'd be happier than a cowgirl and a sea of buy one, get one vintage turquoise. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. New episodes will be released bi-monthly. Please leave us a review if you feel so led by going to iTunes. Your feedback will really help us breed the idea of grabbing life by the horns with a cowgirl state of mind into women across the globe. Some that may have never even had the privilege to throw their leg over a horse, but could most certainly use the cowgirl state of mind while navigating life. Thanks again, y'all. Until next time, keep pursuing your dreams with that all-go and no-woe mentality. Remember... You're writing a story that's worth saddling up for, sister.